India is on a mission to become a digital economy and we all are getting used to digital wallets and UPI payment apps but do you ever wonder what is the difference between these two how do they work and can you transfer money from any UPI app to any other UPI app welcome to the opening episode of finance explained simply i'm your host shripath and we are going to address all these questions related to payment apps in this episode so stay tuned the other day my wife went shopping and when she was done at the counter the shopkeeper told that he accepts digital payments and uh, he can be paid with the google pay paytm app payment app uh, so my wife called me she gave me the mobile number that shopkeeper gave and the amount to be paid the problem was that i did not have google pay on my phone so instead i asked her can you please ask the shopkeeper about his virtual payment address so that i can make payment from any other app my wife wasn't sure but uh, she did ask the shopkeeper about his virtual payment address and uh, the shopkeeper was confused because he was not really sure what does that mean neither did my wife was sure that such a payment would work then i realized it's not their fault majority of people don't really understand how the upi works and why it's such an elegant and a beautiful system which can truly help us move towards a cashless economy So in this episode I want to first start with what is the difference between uh, the regular digital wallets like Paytm or FreeCharge and uh, the UPI payment apps which have come in last few years and uh, how do they work under the hood all right so we we'll start with the uh, digital wallets first because uh, they came first right a digital wallet like for example when you have Paytm it is comparable to the wallet you used to carry earlier in your pocket or in your purse so you take the cash from bank or from atm and you put that cash into your wallet right and with that cash you can go and purchase things however you have one limitation the amount of cash which is in your wallet is limited and if you wish to purchase anything which is uh, costing more than what is in your wallet you will have to go back again to the bank or to the atm and withdraw more money so that you can make the payment so your wallet is essentially another account which has its own storage right it has its own holding so you transfer money from your bank account into this physical wallet by means of cash notes which you took out from atm for example okay right? so let's say you have 10000 in your bank account and you withdraw 1000 and you put it in your wallet your risk associated with that wallet is only 1000 rupees so if your wallet got stolen you only lose the 1000 which you had in that your bank account is safe digital wallets work in the same way so they are their own separate entity so you have to transfer money from your bank account into the wallet so you call them prepaid wallets right 
and uh, with those wallets you can make payments wherever they are accepted and the money would go from your digital wallet to the uh, other person to we are paying into his digital wallet right so the key point here to remember is that the money is not going to anybody's bank account or not coming from anybody's bank account rather it's only being transferred from one digital wallet to another digital wallet now coming to the UPI UPI stands for unified payment interface it was uh, developed by uh, NCPI which is a government organization to uh, create an uh, unified and interoperable uh, money transfer between bank accounts so what does that mean is the government of India wanted to create a system where the money being transferred from one bank account to other would be made so easy that people would be comfortable doing it day in and day out. The digital wallets made people comfortable with uh, you know pulling out the money from bank account and making payment via mobile apps. However, the money transfer from bank account to bank account was still kind of a tab. So for example if you think about it, let's say I I need to give you some money. I need to transfer some money. Now I have my bank account with ICICI, let's say. And you have a bank account with SDFC. Now to transfer the money, I will need to know your uh, bank's IFSC code, which will tell me what branch it is, uh, where exactly it is located, then I need your bank account type its savings account or current account I need your bank account number and all these details I will add in my ICICI bank account as a pay so that I can make payment to now once I do that I need to approve that and I have to wait for some period before I can make the transfer which is now significantly reduced but still there is some duration for which you have to wait and there are limitations on how much money I can transfer within the first 24 hours for understandable security reasons right now with this i am finally able to transfer the money however if you realize if you and me are strangers and we have to transact only once then do i really need to share all the details with you what is my bank account number what is my ifsc code so that will give you my full name my bank's address these are kind of sensitive information which is called as PII or personal identifiable information which you don't want to share really with a person whom you barely know correct because your bank account number is going to stay the same for a long time your uh, relationship with the bank is going to be there for a long time however this person we are interacting with maybe it's only for once so in order to avoid this uh, security flaw what UPI does is it helps you create a virtual payment address behind which your bank account details are saved. So what does that mean? So it means instead of all the details related to your bank and bank account, you can only use this virtual payment address for making payments and neither party needs to know each other's bank account numbers. So if you if you want to see an analogy to this in real world, everybody knows the post box number, right? So in post office system, let's say if you are communicating 
my postal system to someone and you don't want to give the house address to that person or you don't want to make it public so you can have a post box and all the communication can be routed via that so the whole world knows about your post box number but they don't know where you live in that town but uh, they can send you letters to that post box and you can go and collect them and uh, similarly let's say your responses are also going to a post box and uh, similarly so let's say your responses are also going living, to a post box you can still communicate with them you don't the know UPI where the person is living but does similar thing communicate to the payment the for the transactions does similar thing let's say i have an account with icici for the transaction so i create a virtual let's say address i have an account in the upi system so let's say that is 1234 at icici system let's say that is and you have at icici address that is you have 3456 at sgfc that is now 3456 at first want to make a transaction Now, if I want to transfer money to you, want to all I need make to know is your virtual if payment address. To to that is three four five six at the virtual payment address. That is and when I make a payment from my UPI to your UPI address, and when what I is going to happen behind the scene is money will come from my bank account. What is going to happen behind the scene is money will come from my bank account. Virtual payment address which you have given, and behind the scene will get deposited to your bank account, which is linked to that UPI address. Will come to in a bit how it actually works. Linked to that UPI address, but the main point on this hand is that you have. Hidden your bank account uh, details behind this UPI address. You have on the virtual payment address, which is also behind this UPI address. On the virtual payment address, it is not a separate entity. VPA uh, like the digital so wallet. It is not a separate entity. It's a facade uh, like the or a face wallet. of your bank account. Rather, it's a so facade. So that you don't need to share such information with all the world. So that you don't need to and share secondly, such information with all the world. And secondly, since it sits on top of the IMPS infrastructure, sits on all the payments are instantaneous and real time infrastructure. All the Now, payments are instantaneous and real time. Can I make payment from one UPI app to other UPI app? So the answer is yes. Can I make payment from one UPI app to other UPI app? It doesn't matter what app or what bank account or doesn't matter what app you call or virtual address you have. Anybody can interact with virtual address you have as long as they have a UPI virtual address. Anybody, for example, as long as they have. If you create an account with Google Pay. For example, so they have a standard nomenclature of Google creating the virtual payment address in the form of creating the mobile number address. Okay, the form of and then the name of the bank through which they are processing this transaction. Okay, it's not necessary that it has to be the bank processing this transaction. Account is not necessary that it has to be the bank in which account is we are going to process the transaction. It is just the bank through which it's possible that if your bank account. is in so hdfc it's and you have a google pay bank account upi address created hdfc and you may well be your mobile number created okay icic may well be it's not telling you which address bank icic is holding your account telling you it is just the way google pay works is holding your account that is just the that is google pay works clarifies that is another thing now Clarify. If you use the government of India's uh, now Bhim UPI, if you use BHIM, the government of India's that by default creates a virtual payment address BHIM, in the format that by default creates a virtual payment address in the format. If you create in Paytm, by default you create a mobile number at the rate Paytm. If you create in Paytm, by default you create a mobile number at the rate like we discussed earlier. 
If now all I need is a virtual payment address, like we discussed earlier, I don't care. If all I need which is bank a virtual or mobile app, and I don't using, care which obviously, bank counterparties or mobile make app you are using. Obviously, we can cross those mobile apps. So I can pay Google uh, Pay, those mobile apps, UPI so I can account Google from Pay, my Paytm UPI, UPI account. So all you have to do is go to an option. So it, it will be of course. So all you have to do is separate for separate applications. So it, it will be. But you go to a section where you can separate for separate applications. Give the full UPI address. But you go to a section of the mobile number. Give the full Paytm address. If you go, there are few options you can. Put in the name, you can put in the mobile number. There are few options. You can do a bank transfer or you can specify the UPI address. You can do a bank transfer or you can just go there. UPI address. Type the UPI address. The exact virtual payment address of the other person. Type in to whom you want to send the address of the other person. And you can just to whom you want to send the transaction in the same way. And you can so both of just you execute each other's virtual payment address and nothing else. You will see each other. So that is the beauty of uh, this whole UPI infrastructure. So that is the now, beauty of uh, under the hood. What is happening is the government now, of India has under the hood. What is happening this, uh, is massive the government infrastructure of India has built. They even execute uh, the RTGS, so which uh, they even execute transactions today. RTGS. If you have IMPS transactions today, then those IMPS transactions you would know. Otherwise, probably that is topic something which you can discuss. You would know. So this is all the topic something which you can discuss. The banking transactions are executed. So you transfer one money, the bank from one bank to another. It will go. So you have one of these methods. Money from one bank to another. RTGS. It will be real time cost. One of these methods. Any of them or IMPS. That's the real time cost. IMPS is something which is. IMPS is something which so what government of India has done is they have built this UPI on top of government of India has done is they have built the same infrastructure on top that we can provide real time payment the same infrastructure so that we can provide but with this facade of virtual payment addresses but with this facade I hope may that makes payment address makes it clear how it works so I hope may that makes makes it government of India need to be party now. The government of India will be party. It is a central coordinating agency. So it is all the banks and central coordinating agency. Payment service providers interact with the UPI platform to make this payment service providers. But if you think about the digital wallet, to make this happen, they are. But if you are independent entity, they don't have any third party mediation. They don't make payment. Any third party mediation. That is why, as of today, it's not possible to transfer money from one wallet to another. As of today, it's not possible to transfer money from one wallet to another. This brings us to the end of the first episode, and I sincerely hope you would have enjoyed listening to the podcast. This brings us to the end Thank of the first episode, with me and, and I sincerely hope you would have enjoyed listening to the podcast. Thank you for staying with me, and see you in the next one.